the Demon Dust Podcast, dedicated to the His Dark Materials, BBC, HBO television series, based on the works of Philip Pullman, is hosted by Travis Bryant and Rich Fan II, powered by the South Congress Podcast Network. to the Demon Dust Podcast. This is episode two. I'm Travis Bryant, your uh, your gracious host. Rich fan, along for the ride. What's it, once again, uh, Rich, what's happening? Not much. Looking forward to talking about Demon Dust. We're talking about all the fun things in the world of Pullman and uh, previewing all our fun stuff before we get to the shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to to date this here episode it's the 13th of october so we're about three weeks out from the debut uh, but we still have some things to talk about before we get into the episodes proper um before we do get started though if you'd like to follow us on twitter and we would certainly like to have you follow us on twitter uh give us a follow at ddust podcast twitter.com slash ddust podcast uh, give us a like uh comment on our posts interact with us we are very interactive i take pride in my interactivity <laughs> you can um also shoot us an email and we did get our first first email from uh, from dr bruce nice and, uh, yeah uh, ddust podcast at gmail.com ddust podcast at gmail.com uh, so we'll get into bruce's uh, email in a bit um, I did want to start with something that I was supposed to bring up in episode one and didn't. So let's go ahead and start episode two with that, which is your favorite book in the series. And since the, 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 the Secret Commonwealth is out, I'm through 15 chapters, Rich is through 14. Uh, we're not going to get into anything specific with that book. But I guess technically, if we were done at this point, it would be it's a book in the series. So any any of the books from the original trilogy to the novellas, uh, Lyra's Oxford, uh, Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time of North, uh, The Collector, I think it's called. People forget about that one. It's a, a Mrs. Coulter kind of side story before. Before the events of of his dark materials, but uh, what is your favorite book? I'd say my favorite book is the Subtle Knife, uh, mainly because it introduces a lot of characters that we're going to see over the course of this season, uh, but also just the idea of what that means with the subtle knife. And I'm trying to speak around it because I don't want to spoil things for people who haven't yeah. uh, read the books or even seeing the movie because to me when you first get the realization of what's happening it's kind of it kind of changes the whole tenor of the show so I, I like how it ramps things up a notch especially considering and i think this would be fair uh some of the books we read prior to the pullman series uh talked about uh issues with like transdimensionality and the existence of uh worlds within worlds 
yeah. uh, particularly a lot of F- Philip K. Dick that we read. So uh, that was a really cool preface to kind of some of the ideas they discuss in that book. Yeah. Um, again, that's a that's a good idea. Not trying to get too spoilery because we hope there are people that are that are gearing up for the His Dark Materials BBC HBO show, and we have to assume not everybody is familiar with the content. Although, to be fair, if you're listening to a podcast about a thing, more. Like like people that listen in, that listen to we have a show Rich and I uh, a pro wrestling show called the East Coast Cast and we do the VIP portion that's behind the paywall Rich and I do and I think it's fair to say the people that listen to that show Rich are educated wrestling fans right that you yeah. you would have to talk around or like they're just some you know well do you guys know what's not real like no one that listens to our show would ask a, a <laughs> question like that. Um, so I, th- I think, but but still, to be fair to the audience, we are going to, uh, and this is going forward. We're going to we've, we've made, we're going to make a concerted effort to uh, be or be very obvious and say, hey, spoiler coming. This, you know, it's germane to the conversation right. that we have to tell you this thing that happened, and whatever. Um, but generally speaking, we'll. we'll strive to be uh, uh, as spoiler free as we can uh, but my favorite book is The Amber Spyglass it's uh, it, and it gets into a question later it's uh, Mary Malone is one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite characters non especially non main characters although I'd argue she's she's a main character um, but The Amber Spyglass to me is is probably the book that made me cry the most, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I There's a lot. I definitely felt emotionally the most about the Amber Spyglass, but it's also the conclusion, the in a, in a lot of ways the climax and conclusion of the entire series, or at least that first trilogy. So, uh, but but I'm a I'm a big Amber Spyglass. I, every book, the Golden Compass, Subtle Knife, Amber Spyglass focuses on on an, an on an object uh the golden compass is obviously a tool that lyra uses uh, to see things let's say <laughs> again yes. trying to you know be, be 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 nice um and the subtle knife it's a it's a it's a, an actual knife and the amber spyglass is an actual amber colored telescopy spyglass type thing um but the I guess you could say technology, but the simple kind of technology of the amber spyglass and Mary Malone's relationship to it and dust and everything. It just, you know, just thinking about it, it's like, oh man, I, I really want to read the amber spyglass now. <laughs> you know, but I'm in the middle of the secret commonwealth, so, well, you know, priorities. Um, but yes, those, uh, yeah, subtle knife and, and, and amber spyglass. I'm not surprised. You know, Golden Compass or one of the novellas didn't get mentioned uh, by either of us. Uh, again, I, either the setup is always great, and that's what it—that's what Golden Compass is. But as a whole, you know, looking back, looking back on on those three books as as one work, I think yeah, Subtle Knife, 
even but to me yeah amber spyglass is 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 it and also when you see when you see the physical books it's 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 kind of unfair i think the amber spyglass is about as thick as both uh both two books first two books combined so they had a lot to work with but that also could have been a drawback but it was great all right. I I also want to turn to uh, to the casting of the BBC HBO show. As sure. as I admitted last week, I'm not. I'm I, I listen to podcasts and I hear folks talk about like Britt Whitmire is just in a, way, a lot of ways just kind of a weird savant in all the different kind of pop culture things he knows, and he's a he's a, a radio personality and a and a, and a pro wrestling podcast host um that we are somewhat as well as political and and he does a political podcast as well that's right um but he doesn't matter what realm he's it's music if it's old time radio if it's you know hollywood stars he knows these people and then he can say oh that he was in such and such movie and you know that didn't that win an oscar in 72 like what the hell like where, where where are you keeping all this and why why do you know it but it's frustrating when I can't do a tenth of that kind of thing with uh, with celebrities, and and you can say, well, that's just pointless knowledge. Why did you need it? Need it? But it's like, well, to have conversations with other human beings, like, oh, that guy, you know, the bald headed white guy with the eyebrows, and he was in that thing. That's no way to <laughs> try to have a conversation. <laughs> James but, McAvoy. But the no, I was just making somebody up. I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> specific, voted white guy <laughs> with the eyebrows, even. Keanu Reeves. Oh, I'm just uh, gonna keep naming guys <laughs> I remember who were bald. But who who do you have any? And we kind of touched on this in, sort of last week as far as the quality. But do you have any thoughts on the cast overall? Just wherever you'd like to take that, just. The cast of his yep. dark materials, as we know, yeah, I, as we as have been casted already, obviously. Yeah, so I, I think I'm I'm in the same wheelhouse, like especially having worked uh, just about me. I worked in college. One of the jobs I had my entire time in college was uh, blockbuster built video. So for those of you who have no idea what that is, ask your parents; they'll tell you. <laughs> uh, that's you know back in the day when people would go to video stores. That's all I did. So. The three I thought of when you asked me this question and I wanted to be ready. One, easiest was Ruth Wilson playing uh, Miss Coulter. Yeah. Uh, Ruth Wilson plays a femme fatale in Luther. If you ever watch that on BBC or Netflix, uh, in that movie, in that TV series, she is magnificent as Alice. She plays like a serial killer that has a heart. Her heart's only for Luther. And so having Idris Elba opposite her they, their acting is superb her her menacing nature where she's so sing-songy and relaxed but at the same time as a sociopath is very disarming and so for her playing miss coulter that's perfect because the veneer of miss coulter and the danger that lies with her as you even see in the 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 commercials mm-hmm. are very well played uh james mcavoy's lord Azrael. again I, I joked about the bald-headed dude as you did with the uh eyebrows but if you watched him in split 
right off the bat that's one of my favorite movies uh, even though it isn't the best movie his acting carries it to a level that i was really impressed with him and then if you look at any other mcavoy titles if you want to go into the x-men series he was the best part playing professor xavier if you wanted to look at any of his other movies like back when he first started if you ever saw uh atonement that was really good uh if you wanted to watch um Frankenstein wasn't the best movie, but he did a good job in that one. Uh, he's great playing Bill Denbro in It Chapter Two. Oh, see, that's another thing. I don't, mm. I haven't in all these things you all these movies you've mentioned. You're I haven't like, seen nope. any of them. I don't watch movies. I'm a TV guy. And even, what about Shameless? Did you watch him in Shameless? No, that's that Showtime one with the with the guy with the mustache. Yeah, I can't think of his name. And he's so popular. He's married to Felicity Huffman. I know her because for reasons, obvious reasons. But Seymour Hoffman, yeah, Philip Seymour, is that him? Philip Seymour Hoffman, that's the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh no, no, that was the guy from. He was in Milk. Uh, yeah, what's Felicity Huffman's husband? He was in Shameless. We were just talking about. Isn't that him? Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name, so I'm gonna look it up. I should know his name because and, he is awesome. Yeah, but the, but my point. William that, H Macy. William Three H Macy. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, that. This last 20 second exchange is exactly this is why I can't because you're like oh yeah it was in this and atonement and he was a fantastic across from this person and I'm like yeah no what about the guy with the mustache and then I give you a wrong name okay here's one for you (laughs) do you remember this is this isn't his best acting but it's a great movie that ties a lot of people together that you'd never remember we're in a movie together you ever watched a movie wanted with uh, Angelina Jolie Okay, so he was in that. He was the main character in that. That's another good comic we can talk about when we're doing our comic book stuff for The Torch. But one of the best scenes in that movie, he finds out that uh, his girlfriend is cheating on him with his best friend. And so he goes into the office and his best friend's played by uh, Chris Pratt, Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. And he's like, hey, bro, what's going on? And he picks up the keyboard from his office and slaps the keyboard across this man's face. And the keys F.U. <laughs> come out and hit the screen as the, as his teeth go flying out of his mouth. OK, so this is like some 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 wild cinematics. Yeah. You know, camera work. It's edited. OK, nice. <laughs> so yeah, so that so those would be I I said three, but yeah. because of time I don't, I don't want to go. But Daphne Keene, she yeah. was she was a vision. I, we talked about her a little bit in the first one, and even when we were previewing this podcast on our other show, uh, she played uh, uh, Laura slash X twenty three in Logan, and she's just grown up, and she looks in my brain, you know, with, with books, especially because. Travis and I really when we listen to books we listen to books we don't read them too often when we're doing it together and so in my head when I heard Lyra and then I see a picture of Daphne Keene that is who I'm thinking of and so that casting was probably to me the best of all of them so I'm I'm looking at the IMDB cast list and I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm concerned because okay. Miss Coulter's in three episodes. Asriel's in three episodes. Uh, U4 Ragnison is in two episodes. Like, okay, Lee Scoresby's in two episodes? 
how is that possible that you're doing an, a, a season and it says 2019 like I have to assume this is for season one right series cast yeah. no because Pantalime and Archie would Archie Barnes wait Archie Barnes and Kit Connor there's two Pantalimans and they both say 16 episodes uh 2019. Oh, probably because one of them is a voice actor and the other person might be the uh, person they use. Well, it's Pan. To... It's, a, it's a CGI animal. So it's... But, but there might be kind of like with Guardians of the Galaxy and other movies like that. There's usually a human that does the 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 work where you're standing and looking at them while you're talking so that way you have a frame because a lot of times in the early CG world you would just say here's a stick and you're talking to the stick so a lot of times like uh, Gunn would bring his brother on and his brother would be Rocket Raccoon and so you would be talking to Rocket or Groot and he would be the person you're talking to so for credit purposes that's how that would work but Daphne Keene Lyra Balakwa nine episodes Mm mm-hmm how is her demon in 16 episodes and she's in nine? So, so I'm dubious to this whole, this thing is kind of, it's, it's kind of weirding me out. Like, what's this about? Unless I'm missing something obvious. Okay. So this is going to be something for everyone who's listening. I would say give us about 30 seconds because this is going to be mild spoilery. Mm. Just, just a little bit. Okay. Uh, when you hit that down button, it shows you the episode she's in. So she's in oh. the first date. Wait, who were we talking and about? Then Daphne King? Lyra. Okay. Yeah, Lyra. She's in the first date and then season two's premiere. Which makes sense. And so what they probably did was, just from a standpoint of the studio or someone else, they just didn't fill in all of season two yet. But look, Pan- Kit, Con- Kit Connor, episodes 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, I don't know what that, why they're one point. Oh, season one. Oh, that's how you, episode two, yes, like, episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's in episode two, three, four, five, six. How's he not in then, episode one? <laughs> episode one is the first one. That's the, uh, the, the pilot. I'm assuming that's Roger. But but my point is, they have season two, one, two, three, four, five, all the way to eight. Right. So I that's have... partly, remember, that's going to be the production company. That's going to be the actor or actress. That's going to be one of their management that would fill those in. So if you don't fill that in, it's not going to be there. So someone might have been smart enough, like, you can't, you probably shouldn't put all of those in there or there may be episodes where kind of like game of thrones she's not there and they're jumping in because remember the they have mentioned they will be borrowing from the other books and how they arrange things might be a little you know they they better not i can't even (laughs) talk about can't can't do it can't do it because again we'll, we'll talk about this offline i'm looking at uh uh for those of you please if you if you haven't read anything and you want to be not spoiled do not go to imdb do not look at the actors like we're talking me. about here well uh, well when you look at i'm gonna use the actress's name because i don't want to uh i don't want to ruin who that person is when you look at ruta Gedmentis, yeah it lists her episodes, and her episodes aren't all like she starts from halfway through season one, and then 
boom. And she was cast perfectly as well. All right, so let me get into uh, my thoughts on the cast. Yeah, I don't right have m- many in the way of, uh, uh, oh, this guy was in this, this lady was in that, and I, I really loved her in this because, I don't know, that's whatever. I'm yeah. going to think talk about who I'm looking forward to the most. And Ruta get M- Mentes as, well, yeah. she's playing Serafina Pecola. So go back on your thing you said 10 seconds ago. <laughs> uh, she's playing Serafina Pecola, uh, the ruler of a of a witch clan. I think she was the lead of a witch clan, not just a rando witch. Um, but my, I like Serafina. She's a, she's a great character. But people in like all the fan groups I'm in are like going nuts for this woman in this role. And I don't know why. Like like she looks the part and everything and like when the trailer, the extended or the newest trailer came out, she was finally I think featured and they're like, Oh yes, we got we finally get to see you know, Seraphina Pecola. Um so I'm just by extension, it's like you know, in pro wrestling, a guy shows up and the crowd goes nuts for him, and you and don't like, know who this? he is. You're like, well, they know who he is, so I guess I need to pay attention and and sit up in my in my seat. So I'm looking. Well, for- I like her because if you ever get a chance, there's a show I used to love watching that was on BBC called Spooks, and she played one of the key spies in Spooks. It was about MI um, MI five. So internal security for the UK. And so she was great in that. And then she was also in The Strain, which was a, a basically what happens if vampires take over the world. That was on effects. And she was really good on that. So I can see why. She does dark well. The only other person I could think of that would have done as good a job would have been uh, – and her name just escaped me. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, she was in the uh, – oh, my God. What is her name? She's always Vesper. She's Vesper in uh, Bond. Um, Don't she's for help. Uh, she is. Someone's screaming it right now. <laughs> she, Ava Green. Ava Green would have been perfect as Serafina Pecola, but I, I'm sure she costs a lot of money, and she probably like just randomly is like, "Hey, can I take off all my clothes?" Like Ava, we don't we don't need that right now. <laughs> wow. Um, so no, because every movie she's in, like it's or every TV show she's in, it's just randomly like, can we just borrow you for a second? <laughs> um. So I'm also I'm so I'm looking forward to Serafina's uh, portrayal. I'm looking forward to um, the the. The guy, the, the the guy that runs Jordan College, the master of Jordan. Um, I don't know why I cannot find it. Why isn't he like at the top on this uh, IMDb list? Seems well, because they're just going again. They're going to go by what people put up there. So you're talking about Dr. Karn? No, 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 no. He's uh the the the. The guy that gives Lyra the he who tried to poison Potter. oh stop, stop I caught myself who yep. <laughs> he's the one that uh, starts Lyra off on her journey God I hate talking around yeah I, see I got I understand why um the master of Jordan uh because in the comet secret Commonwealth he's you know not there anymore and the guy yeah. 
Anyway, I'm I'm sorry. Now I can't even. This is a series. This is my favorite book ever. I can't even think, think, remember the name of the uh, one of the main main. Yeah, you'd uh, think about Doctor Karn. No, he's not a doctor. He's the master of Jordan. He was the master of Jordan when Lyra, Lyra was a child. She was he was the master of Jordan until she was nineteen. Right. What's his name? The Raven. He was a former. Oh, he had a, he had a, you don't learn his name name till yeah. The Secret Commonwealth. So that's we, why I was like, as I so kept saying, you're like, no, nope. no. So he was always just uh, yeah, because he was the one I wanted to talk about because that was the one that people had the most pushback because it's Clark Peters. They're like, the master's not black. It's like, how do you know? Right. So I'm looking for and I don't know Clark. Peters, I don't, I can't think of something I've seen him in. He has a familiar face. I, oh, I've seen him for sure, but, but because, because of the character, which is pivotal, pivotal, but not like major. Again, he he's the he's a catalyst for for Lyra's journey beginning, and um, without being too specific, so I'm looking forward to his portrayal as the Master of Jordan, and I'm also. Uh, Looking forward to who? Speaking of uh, uh, black guys, Lord Boreal is played by a guy named Arion Bakari, and he's a black dude. Mm-hmm. And Lord Boreal is doesn't show up till. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. Why is he? I'm not trusting this IMDb stuff. Yeah, he is. Oh, in his, his his drop down doesn't have. Oh, it's spinning. It hasn't loaded. Um, it just says Roger 2019 Lord Boreal so it doesn't say what episode was season because he shouldn't show up till season 2 um, right and people aren't yeah but like I said they're not going to put because they found that out especially with movies from a casting standpoint you don't want to put everything up there because it spoils things for yes, example yes, I'm going to take it yes. completely off of this when you had stuff with Endgame for instance with Marvel there were characters featured that they didn't want you to know who they were so they just put the person's name they never put a character gotcha gotcha so those three I'm looking forward to for for very different reasons, um, Lord Boreal is a, de- a detestable uh, a character. So that's interesting to see how they play that. And 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 Lee Ma- and and Lee Scoresby, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, because he's so. I think everybody had the same reaction. Like, I don't know if he's Lee Scoresby, but this isn't the Golden Compass. This isn't that production. There, it's not as Victorian steampunk. It's more would they describe it diesel punk. So in the yeah. trailers, you see the 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 zeppelins are less. Yeah. They're more functional. They're more utilitarian. They're not all like wow. Look at that. That should be. I'd like that sculpture like on my on my mantle. Like if I had a t- little zeppelin from the Golden Compass movie, burgundy with that gold trim. Like they were gorgeous. These are <laughs> blimps that are going to get you from here to there, and they just happen to kind of be shiny silver, but it's like a working man, oh, like a working man, sil- you know, g- metal, you know, not this opulent yeah. 
you know, gold trim burgundy. All these silicates and yeah. <laughs> like I'm interested in I when we did like if you look at our artwork, York's got the he's got gold uh, armor, and I think well it's golden in color. And I don't remember if Sky Sky Metal or Sky Steel. I think it's just called Sky Metal. I don't think they gave it a color. And if they did, it's more metallic, like kind of you know gray or silver, not gold. So when I was looking at, it, I'm like, first, I'm not going to have Chuck, our artist, <laughs> redo. Like, hey, could you make his armor? Like, hey, you're the artist. That's what you. you know, that's, it's more of a heather. But he's doing some banner ads for us, and because I wanted in our original art, I wanted the I wanted a zeppelin to be in the background somewhere. And then once he did this, and I was like, I don't know if adding a zeppelin, I think it would be too busy. It would seem forced. So he was like, Well, I'm making banner ads, or he since he was making banner ads, I said, Could you make a zeppelin pulling a South Congress banner, or a yeah. a demon dust, whatever? And he's yeah. probably going to make it like the because he's going off of visually a lot of the Golden Compass stuff. So I think it's going to be burgundy with gold shrimp, probably you know, like super sleek. Uh, but I think that's okay. I think people will understand and get the point. So okay, that's our thoughts on the cast. Moving on, um, which which characters uh, in the series not named? Lyra, Bjork, or Lee mm-hmm. are your favorite, or is your favorite? Yeah, one or two. Oh, one, or, one or two of your favorite characters, not named Lyra, Bjork, or Lee. I, I would, I would say you already mentioned Seraphina Pecola. Uh, I, I think, especially with our conversation prior to starting the show, Pan Lyman, Lyra's demon. I mean, that that is just that yeah, relationship is my, something uh, that. Is carrying forward even the other books we're reading and just the relationship they have and how awesome that is and how dynamic. I'm I'm hoping, especially given the fact that they did go with some uh, qualified (laughs) actors and not just someone to be a voice actor, quote unquote, quote unquote, just a voice. Given like that's not hard. Given your entire medium just through one avenue instead of face and everything else, everyone else gets to do. Uh, I I think that's a a, a relationship. And then uh, Will Perry, uh, especially since. I think his role in the series is something that's going to be very exciting for people. Yeah, I'm actually more interested in Will's mom. <laughs> mm. uh, just again for for reasons. I mean, representation yeah. is uh, you know is something that it seems like they took took uh, took seriously more. You know, there aren't there isn't a, doesn't there's not a token feel like hey yeah. here's your here's your black. Here's your Latino. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's your Latinx. You know, here's an Asian or two. Like, it seems like they're just like, we're going to get good actors and that we think fit the part that we want, you know, we want them to play. And and that's just how things shook out. Like, oh, hey, there's a black guy playing Lord Boreal. That's just kind of, you know, not because it's not... uh, um, you know, it's not a historical thing. You're not going to get pushback from you know cer- certain camps, um, but I think they did a they did a good job. And 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 again, Will Will's mom is one of those reasons. Like I'm really because when I saw Will, the casting of, of of Will, I was like, oh, so he's got to have 
a black parent? Is it going to be the mom? And they did that thing where it's if you're typically the the accepted, and I'm not going to go off on any kind of social or political rant, but the typically accepted interracial couple in mass media is a black woman with a white man and when you say interracial it's always black and white mm-hmm. you know it's it never somehow other races never get but you know but that's just how it's shaken out to be um and there's a few times with like that cheerios commercial that had you know black people talking yeah. black dad and, and, the, and the white mom. and that's why people were talking because that it just hits people differently and and Marco and that's just for reasons and you know America and all that kind of stuff so I was interested like will's gonna have a a, 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 a black parent that's gonna be interesting and you know when I saw his mom get cast I was like Ooh, she is super fine. <laughs> Can't wait to meet you, Mrs. Perry. <laughs> so, but yeah, those are those are that's who I'm I'm looking. Um, but okay, no, those were yours. Those are who you were looking for. Forward yeah. to, I am looking forward to Mary Malone. Uh, as as I as I said earlier, I think. She is such an underrated character, and when when you talk about it in groups, in a group, you know, people of like-minded folks that have read the books and are super into it, she rarely gets brought up outside of the her func her functionality of the character, what she bought as a character. But no one really goes, oh, I really liked her, or I or I hated her. No one hates her or anything. But um, I think I'm one of the few people that just adore Mary Malone. The the scene in her office with Lyra is just one of my favorite scenes in anything any form of of of, of entertainment when you get to that amber spyglass and her and lyra meet and, and and their first interactions it's just so special um so i'm looking forward to her you for ragnison um I, I, I'm, it's kind of a cheat to get around my you know <laughs> someone not named lyra york or lee uh, and he's super close to to York, so when he's on screen, you're definitely going to be seeing and or hearing a lot about York. Uh, but uh, but the 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 bad guy, Ice Bear. I'm looking forward to him, uh, or are are my favorite characters, I should say. Um, but Mary, Yorfor, and um, and probably the Gal of Vespians. Which leads into uh, an, the, the last question of the evening, which is, which character or characters are you looking forward to seeing visualized uh, by the BBC and HBO? So not your favorite, not who you're looking forward to, but or not as a character who you're looking forward to, but who are you looking forward to seeing, like... Because like in the examples like ice bears, like not just Mary Malone or <laughs> Mrs. Coulter walking down, you know, the streets of Oxford. Like that's just she's just a person. But this is a spectacle show. This is a fantasy show. We're going to have a lot of you know those just the demons alone. Dust. Yeah. Like how do they? What does dust look like in in this version? You know, we know what it looks like in in the, in the Golden Compass. Uh, but what does it look like in 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 this production? So, uh, ice bears, witches, galavespians uh, were just kind of the examples. Like, so w- visually, who are you looking forward to seeing that's uh, that's larger than life or, or odd or different? I would say not necessarily who, but what, and I would say that is how the Golden Compass 
works Ooh. in this world. Have you seen the visuals, the images? I have not. Oh, go to if you go to the group we're in. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. someone posted a a a a, uh, a poster or like what the mm-hmm. the advert for 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 his dark materials is going to look like, and it's the auroras blazing in the background and the golden compass. They just did a really good job of differentiating it from from the movie version, but also when you, as soon as you see it, it's undeniable. And and now that I clicked back to Facebook, to, so I could get tell you which group that was in, I wanted to say, and I'm reminded by something I left on screen, uh, Ruth Wilson, playing Miss Coulter, mm-hmm. described, she described, when they said, do you want to play this role? This is why she couldn't turn it down. She says, She's described as the mother of all evil and the cesspit of moral filth. I couldn't say no to that. So that's her. That's why she was wanted. She's like, oh, I could definitely bring moral cesspool to it. Yeah. If you see her as Alice and what Alice does in the first couple of seasons or actually first four seasons or all of Luther, she is... She does some dark. She does some dark stuff, and it isn't always for the nicest reasons. And so Luther has to balance his feelings for her, his desire as a cop to bring her in, and then also kind of like, why did you do that? Like sometimes she just does things just because she's like, I know you had to help. Like I know you needed help with this, but on the way to helping you with A, I also killed three people for B. And whoops. <laughs> yeah, so if you go to the group, scroll a few. It's, it's not. It's like maybe the fourth or fifth post. Um, okay. It also shows kind of a city, maybe a cathedral in the background. Yeah, it's a really, really awesome uh, visual. Excellent. I'll take a look after we're done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing on screen the Gal Vespians. I cannot wait to see how they are portrayed. I have in my head this idea. Do you know who, you know Uncle Pecos? Vaguely. I don't know the actor. No, 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 no. No, you're, yeah, you're thinking way different. Remember the Uncle Pecos came into town on Tom and Jerry and he played his guitar and the string kept breaking? Oh God, I I remember What's something like that when I was little. John Hick Gordon, he did right. Cramble. Oh yes, That's yes, yes. So I imagine yes. a bunch of I imagine Uncle Pecos riding around on the dragon, on the, you know the oversized mm-hmm. dragonflies, and when you get you know the Gal Vespians are tremendous. These little they're t- little folks like they're from a different world and they're tiny little now they're not little people like our world's little people like uh, disparagingly called midgets no i mean little people that could fit on you know on the palm in the palm maybe like two Tom, hands like thumbelina yeah, yeah yeah sure i'm thinking like eight to 12 inches high you yeah. know but fully realized human form you know and they do awesome things, and their their characters are super super cool, and they do they just have tremendous technology in a sense. Like this, it's I can't wait to see how they are how they are portrayed on screen. So more than anything, I, I think it's easy to, especially in the ads we've seen, it's easy to imagine what a an, a polar bear in armor looks like. We've seen it in the movie. We've seen it in the Golden Compass. We it's hard to under, to think about what a Galavespian would be, and and what these folks in BBC and HBO would do 
And I got and when it's production, it's it's I got to give most, if not all, of the credit to BBC because HBO it's just a distribution thing. It's not like they were <laughs> had cameramen and key grips and creative folks editing. It's just like yeah, we'll show it on our TV, <laughs> pay us this amount, and yeah, we'll partner with you. Um, but yeah, I think uh, unless you have uh, um, stray stray thoughts or or another character or characters you'd like to see visualized, uh, I think we could wrap this thing up. No, I think we talked about it. I mean, because you, you hit Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter, oh my god. Oh, oh god. <laughs> Talk about such moral filth and decay. Yeah. <laughs> That's, ooh, ooh, that was Freud was right. Oh, yeah. Uh, when, 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 yeah, that just, my brain went right there. Oh, Miss Coulter. Having her visualized by Ruth is going to be so much fun for me because I love her and everything she does. And like I said before, seeing the golden compass as well as the daemons together, like that's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. So, and just, uh, just to be clear, I did not forget about Dr. Bruce. Uh, we went a little, a little longer than I (laughs) anticipated. Uh, so we're going to save his email question for episode three and maybe your email question. Uh, for episode three so hit us up on the email at ddustpodcast at gmail.com that's ddustpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on twitter talk to us there at ddustpodcast on twitter so until episode three um, I think that's going to do it for episode two so thank you Rich for your time and your energy and, and your HDM knowledge and passion. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you, audience, for uh, for for downloading this episode and give us an, giving us a listen. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell a friend. And uh, please um, keep listening, keep interacting, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, folks. The Demon Dust Podcast is hosted by Travis Bryant and Rich Fan the Second and is produced by Cameron Hawkins for the South Congress Podcast Network.